0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of X-Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. Ladies and gentlemen, we have some breaking news. I mean, talk about a week that went from, well, Xbox hasn't dropped any new information to, oh my God, Asa, what are we going to talk about first? Uh, Not only do we have the financials, not only do we have what Xbox has been up to in regards to console sales, But we also have breaking news. Uh, They are the first salvo out of the gate for what is going to be our new E3, whatever it's going to be called moving forward. That's right. Aaron Greenberg, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, dropped some incredible information. And I have that press release we're going to get into momentarily. But before we do i got to welcome an Asa from Games On Daily, one of my favorite places, not only because he keeps it real, he keeps the show grounded, but they also have his crazy partner, known as The Gaz, as Mr. Sauce himself. Who was a guest two weeks ago and i would imagine that after i don't know how you top last week's episode i'm gonna be honest with you it was it was fire dude it was really well done and of course you know you guys deliver but how are how have you been and uh, what you've been up to man do
1: you know what i was i was feeling absolutely fantastic and then i saw this forza horizon is that four forza horizon four footage is going on at the moment that, that, is this that, you it is. <laughs> is this you you are not allowed to use the rewind button i'm not having it <laughs> So I was doing fine and then I saw you rewind through the race and I thought, oh no, what have I done? I've no, ruined um, it. I've it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's great to be here. Um, and I've seen you playing this. I've seen you playing a bit of the uh, Sonic races as well. Going through yes, a bit of the, yes. yeah, the, yeah, I, the back catalogue of races.
0: Fascinating. Uh, all I can say is that my nephew, uh, Tyler, who is uh, now become an Xbox fan. I, I bought him his first Xbox a couple of weeks ago uh, just for being an awesome and amazing nephew and he can't stop playing it he has a series s and uh one of the things that he wanted to do and i think it has a lot to do with the sonic movie uh sonic 2 movie that came out he we mm-hmm. spent all weekend playing lots of older sonic games that you can find uh either on xbox game pass or in your collection and guess what folks if you have them in your collection you're not charged at anything to play it you just press the play button and there you go and uh I've been infatuated with the uh, Sonic racing. I, ju- I just think I mean, I, so much so that I uh, had a, a, a very large discussion, Asa, on um, Tuesday's Xbox Factor podcast where I really believe it is a missed opportunity By the heads of Microsoft, not to have their own cart racer, just considering the IPs, characters, and development houses that they have. An open opportunity,
1: open opportunity that's going to get grander when they've got Activision Blizzard's IP as well.
0: Yeah, it. it, I mean, think (laughs) about it. They're going to. They. they, What's interesting about that conversation, which we're not going to have today, but being that you brought it up, I got to say it. Uh, Pre E 3 2018, they had six studios. Post. E3 2018. Once this deal is done and it looks like it's going to get done 34 plus studios. I mean, talk about turning the Titanic around and you just got to clap. You got to give them the golf clap to uh, to um, to Aaron Greenberg, Phil Spencer. Uh, Sarah Bond, Larry Herb, uh, Rubenstein, uh, Jeff is a good friend of mine. That team has just, and of course, it's not just them. It's it's everyone at Microsoft and specifically at Xbox, because you know, Phil always talks about that, that it's it's a team effort, and I believe that. But I mean, the turnaround uh is incredible. And as a matter of fact, that is one of the topics of today. The numbers have come out for their uh third quarter, and they are pretty damn incredible uh everything's everything's in the green yeah but let, let let's get over to uh first of all let me welcome in the 100 people we already have here which is amazing i mean we're only 12 minutes four minutes in and we already have 117 people here and look at that number 117 is one of those people uh, master chief i don't know but i hope so for sure um i want to thank everybody that's here um i just wanted to make a quick announcement um Obviously, uh, primetime gaming is uh, in its third year uh, of of existence. Uh, it's a show that I have the pleasure and honor of sharing with uh, with uh, with the likes of Everborn Saga and Asante and Wandering Dutch and now Crispy Bomb, who has joined the fray. Um, it's 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 a sh- and of course. The best one of the, uh, the, the the biggest personality of the bunch is Mac, who does incredible, uh, obviously, skits that he's known for, kind of like Gaz, uh, very similar mm-hmm. to what Gaz does. And uh, uh, we are officially leaving Monday evenings, and we will reappear on Wednesday evenings. And the reason why we've decided to do that is because uh, of, of a good friend of the show, many friends of the show, as a matter of fact, there are a couple of podcasts on Monday. Uh, and you have, you know, Mav does his show. Uh, it's fun speculation. Uh, we also have We Bleed Green, which I love. Everybody on that panel, uh, and of course, Colt Eastwood with XNC. And what what we noticed was happening is it was a fractured audience. And I got, I was getting lots of messages from people asking, "Hey, man, boom! I I I love your show, but I go to Colts, or I can't be there because I'm watching someone else's that starts before you." So we are going to move to Wednesdays, uh, and that's gonna we're going to be starting at the same time, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and uh, we hope that you can come over and join us on the new time slot and the new day. And that's not starting this week. This, this upcoming Monday is going to be the regular scheduled program. It's the following week that we're going to move into, of course, the new Wednesday slot. Now, again, hopefully you can join us, but Asa, let's get into what uh was dropped very early and uh you know and 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 expected i mean you know june is around the corner we're starting may next week and uh it was only a matter of time before everyone started to kind of gear up if you will for e3 2022 or whatever it's going to look like I'm, i hate to say this folks i'm always going to call it e3 because well that's how it's been my entire gaming life so i guess i'm gonna have to take some time to get used to it, but I have the press release that comes to us the way of news.xbox.com. Of course, the, it is for the Xbox Wire editor, editor-in-chief, Will Tuttle, dropped this this morning at 6 a.m. And this is what he had to say, folks. Um Today, we're excited to announce that Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase will stream on Sunday, June 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. This show will feature amazing titles coming from Xbox Game Studios, Bethesda, and our partners around the world. The Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase will include everything you need to know about the diverse lineup of games coming soon to the Xbox ecosystem, including upcoming releases to Xbox Game Pass, on, uh, to, to Game Pass on Xbox and, of course, PC. The Xbox and Bethesda Showcase will stream on a variety of outlets in over 30 languages. You can choose where you want to tune in from, and they have that list here. It is going to be live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitch TV, uh, Twitter.com, Facebook, and, and TikTok on top of that. And, of course, they will kick off uh, the festivities on Sunday, June 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which will be 1 p.m. our time here in New York. Asa, this is this is big news. This is this is great, a great way to open up the show. Obviously, we, we knew that the event was coming, right? This is not a surprise, you know. Mm-hmm. They do it every year. But with that said, um, listen, uh, last year's show, which I've watched multiple times, my first run through, I gave it a 9.5. And then after watching it, I had, I, I had no choice but to give it a 10, only because it was th- probably the best show that they have ever put on in the existence of the brand. I got to be honest with you. I mean, with what we know that they have coming out, what we think they have coming out, and what surprises they're going to show us, this very well could be another 10 out of 10 show. What are your expectations for this?
1: first of all first of all i'm really glad that they are taking up the mantle and putting on a massive show because i i love those shows i loved e3 when it was running well um last yep. year's e3 obviously was partially a disaster and xbox and devolver digital stepped up with the like pretty much the only shows that were worth watching and they were they were good shows but this year e3 is obviously not happening in any format at all xbox don't need the event, they're going to put it on for us all anyway, and that's incredible. We know they've got 34 studios plus, we know that all of those studios are working on games, and you see things like, oh, big news, a studio's working on a game, give us more, because we know they're all working on games, most of them are working on multiple games, and we're finally going to see some of them. There's the big ones that we know about, obviously things like Avowed are likely to be there and ready forza motorsport is likely to be there ready polished pristine gameplay and i'm expecting that one to blow us away and there's surprises and they're getting the partners in and there's just there's there's so much so and it's um it's a nice culmination xbox have been relatively quiet for the last uh, i don't know i don't count the weeks but they've been a little bit quiet Mm -hmm. and you can expect them to stay relatively quiet building up the hype for this event coming up but then boom, there's going to be, there's going to be, I'm not saying your name there. I'm saying, boom, like, explosion, you know? <laughs> um, it's going to be a massive event.
0: Yeah. You know what? It's, it's, it's hard to imagine, but at the same time, not really. Uh, when you think about what they were able to accomplish last year, I mean, there was, it's, it's hard to even suggest, ASA, that there was another, entity whether that be a studio or a group of studios or a publisher that even remotely came close to what xbox delivered i mean they literally saved e3 last year that that that's that's been said i'm not the first person to say that that is a complete fact um and uh what what's interesting is that they literally have so many games in development, very much to what you were saying and a lot that we know, but there are a lot of games that we've only heard code names. I mean quite a few of them, a list as long as my arm. Um, are we gonna see Indiana Jones? Well, I heard from uh, from someone that it's a lot for, you know, a good friend of the show, Skulzi, who was actually on Sculzy TV, who was on. Uh, the Xbox Factor podcast on Tuesday said that um, Indiana Jones is much further uh, along than a lot of people think. Now, of course, it's a Todd Howard uh, run game. So you would imagine that we're not going to get a release date or even see much of it until it's ready to go. Usually that's his MO was six months before boom, snap a finger. Here's a release date. Here's a collector's edition, go crazy, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, you you said a couple of big ones there. Avowed, I expect to see something from Avowed, right? I expect motorsport to be there because it's sh- it should, by all rights, be releasing this year. You know, we've been hearing about compulsions. Game, right? Set in a fantasy world that's supposed to be like a Bioshock meets uncharted. And one of one of which Phil Spencer said it's his most anticipated game that he hasn't shown yet. He talked about that in, in an interview. And this is a team, a very unknown team that only has We Happy Few as its frontman. And now we're going to get a chance to potentially see something on a huge level you know they 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 were a double a team now they have a triple a budget and they've hired some triple a talent so i would imagine that's something that we could see um the the the, the whiteboard is empty uh, i'm i'm expecting at least uh 15 of their big first party titles not just what's coming this year isa but what's coming potentially in what may is what, what a lot of people in this community are chalking up to be the the biggest year in xbox gaming next year in 2023 um how many how many of the how many of the 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 first party showings are you expecting
1: oh lots i'm not gonna put a a number on it it's quite um interesting you mentioned actually that there'll be games coming soon and games going into next year and i've always i don't necessarily like the games that are too far Mm out
0: even
1: even the big bits of cgi and i understand the need for them they need to have some control over revealing these games rather than wait until it leaks. So I understand if you're going to start recruiting for positions and all the rest of it, you're going to need to tell the world something. And a CGI trailer is better than a job listing. So I get it. (laughs) But I want E3 to, to really focus. I mean, it's fair to say that Microsoft have been relatively sparse in their Xbox releases, their first-party releases. We know that they've been building up these studios. We know, obviously, a lot of people attribute the Bethesda games to them. Rightly so, attribute the Bethesda games that came out on the PlayStation to Xbox Studios. They are Xbox Studios, but people playing on Xbox haven't felt those benefits yet. Um, And this is the last dry spell that they will ever have. Like It has to be. They've got so many studios that there's no excuses after this year, and I don't expect that they'll need them. So... How far out would I like the furthest games to be? I guess I can accept some for next year, but I'm mostly interested in what they've got coming this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and again, see, that's the thing that's very interesting. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of, you know, uh, and, and both sides of the community, and you know, the, of course, the toxic ones that are the most loudest, but they're the probably smallest of the community, have been asking, hey, Microsoft, you know, the first half of the year, super light, right? But you know what's what's been saving them is Xbox Game Pass, I mean, they they just announced that the new tennis game is coming in July. Uh, um, Aaron Greenberg tweeted that uh, the NBA, NBA 2K22 available today in Xbox Game Pass, which is awesome. Uh, they, they all of May's games, uh, which is uh, Trek to Yomi's, the it leads the, the 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 pack on that is just spectacular. Uh, you know, there are some rumors floating around that Evil Dead might get announced as a, a day and date that they're kind of holding back on that. And it makes sense because it's a budgeted title, right? But at the same time, it's a title that needs players to survive, right? And what better place than $30 million in Xbox Game Pass than to get your players? Um, so I can see a bag of money being dropped on that. And, I, and they can hold that to the vest right up until launch and just surprise us, which is what they're normally doing. So for the first half of the year, it's it has been saved by Xbox Game Pass because they are dropping tons and tons of games to populate the Xbox uh, player base. And that's awesome. But we also forget, Asa, that the second half of the year looks to be pretty stacked. I mean, listen, if Redfall stays where it is, and we've heard some rumors, it may move from the summer to the fall, and it may come out in December. We don't know because they're not talking about it. But I have completely faith, I have complete faith in that studio. Uh, they've only they, everything they've ever ever done has only been great, right? So you have Redfall, you have Motorsport, which is expected. Uh, people keep forgetting about Deathloop. Apparently, Deathloop doesn't matter to a lot of people, but it should because it was a a game of the year contender last year, and it's finally coming to Xbox. And of course, you can't you cannot discount or remove from the conversation that Starfield is in fact the biggest game of the year as an Xbox and PC exclusive that that particular game from what we're hearing is going to be not only the biggest game Todd Howard has ever produced it is being spoken about to be one of the biggest most robust polished games Bethesda Studios has ever done so much so that it just gave me goosebumps saying that so when you talk about the second half of the year if it's just those four titles, you're talking about a banger of a year. but you know, uh, you know, uh, a good friend of the show, Boxenberger and I seem to think Wolfenstein is this year, Wolfenstein 3. That's been in development for quite some time. You also um, have potentially, and again this is just a rumor and, and my personal theory, compulsions game. They've been working on that game for years. Who's to say that isn't one of those surprises that hey, we're showing it and it comes out in three months? Right, we don't we don't know that. So there, we do know that there will be a surprise or three, and on, on top of the four games that we have a good a good strong suspicion uh, are going to come out. Um, and then of course, if you can, then sell us next year with some release dates. You know, when when is Avowed coming out? When is Fable coming out? You know, how 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 long how how far along is Fable? Right, that's they've they've been working on that for years. Uh, when is Hellblade two? You know when is Project Mara? I mean, I can go on and on and on. Um, so is is that so? So you don't really want to see outside of twenty three.
1: Twenty three is probably as far as I'd like to see, and I think they've got enough to keep everybody sated.
0: Yeah, if they I, I, if they focus agree.
1: on those games,
0: it's yeah, interesting.
1: I mean, um, you mentioned Starfield there, and, and you used the word polished. I'll always be disappointed if Starfield comes out and feels polished. That's not a Bethesda game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love that you expecting I was, little quippy bugs for it to be i was uh, playing bethesda
1: skyrim game. like a week or two ago and i got stuck on the tutorial because it was like go through the house and i couldn't because the house had walls and i reloaded it and the next time around the dragon knocked the walls down and it was fine but it's like ah bethesda starfield <laughs> the bugs are part and parcel with the ambition so starfield can't come out polished Going to be well, a beautiful no, it, it, train wreck. <laughs>
0: it, it, it's funny. It, it, it's it's funny because I'm sure there are going to be a lot of memes uh, once this game does come out. I mean, one of the things that's interesting about Starfield specifically, Asa, is the fact that this game was supposed to release last year, and for better or worse, because we don't know, because we haven't seen what the game looks like or haven't played the game, this could potentially uh, get uh, the the Halo effect. And and, and what do I mean? I've, I've said that on the show numerous times. Halo Infinite, when it was first shown in 2020 in July, left a lot of people feeling disappointed, right? Um, and then they they said, okay, well, listen, you know, we have to, we, we we can't launch this with the system because the game needs to go back into the oven and cook. And what did we wind up getting? Well, listen, regardless of how many, whether you love Halo, hate Halo, or whatever, I I gave it a 10 out of 10. I th- I think it was absolutely stunning what they did both in multiplayer and in single player now granted yeah are we are we are we dealing with some issues regarding content for multiplayer yes they're well documented and they're well and they've been responding and we know what's coming it's a free-to-play game these kind of these kind of trials and tribulations they happen i'm willing to wait season two is around the corner and i'm going to be paying my 10 bucks and getting jumping right into it um but it's if if it gets 12 months of polish the same way, and, and Halo got more than twelve months. But if it's, it gets a year worth of polish from its original release date to to eleven eleven twenty two, this I I have extremely high hopes, and I and I can't wait to see what it's like traveling the galaxy, finding new factions and new religions and new monsters and creatures to fight. It, it it's it's gonna be a game. I, like I said, I I don't think there is a game that released this year that's going to be bigger than this game.
1: Bigger in what metric?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, certainly <laughs> the biggest RPG. I mean, you know, I mean, again, I'm I'm I'm, I'm nearly 200 hours into uh, Elden Ring, which which I didn't think I never thought I was that would ever happen to me. But I, I I think the only the only game that could potentially knock that out of what I consider to be game of the year this year. Is going to be what Starfield delivers, and if Starfield is your typical uh, Bethesda RPG romp that I love, and you just pack on a new IP, and you pack on polish, and you pack on this wide world to to, to check out, it, it 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 could get knocked out. But I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, anything Anything you'd like to add to expectations for? the show that was just announced before we move on to like the big topic of the day
1: well i see lots of people saying about and i'm a big fan of obsidian so i'm really yeah. looking forward to to about even though that that might i don't know is that 2023 i hope so yeah, really yeah. hope so um and i've said before about turn 10 so we've already mentioned forza motorsport um that turn 10 are not just a racing studio they make racing games but they're a, an absolute pinnacle studio for microsoft in terms of their technical prowess I call them an incubator studio because everything every new technology that Microsoft demonstrates so they've got their direct ml upscaling they've got their ray tracing they've got whatever else they're they're doing it's always turn 10 first and foremost coalition side by side yeah making products with it but turn 10 are an incubator studio for technology so if you want to see what your series x and your series s can do keep a real close eye on that studio um excited for that
0: yeah, I, I think what we're going to get is something going to be absolutely incredibly special, uh, especially with motorsport. I mean, that game has been in development for many years. We know it's going to be the new engine that they're running. I, I can't wait to see that. We know that they've reworked the whole game uh, where it's actually going to have a campaign, which is amazing. I can't wait to see what they, what 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 Turn 10 delivers and uh, hopefully that that in fact is this year but before we move on to the next topic let me catch up with some of the super chats first of all Jacob Novick drops outstanding 2 dollars Super chat and says rumor Zenimax has a Mandalorian MMO in the works yeah we're going to be talking about that on primetime gaming i'm trying to get some more behind the scenes info on that um and yeah that's uh that Sk- tv actually dropped a video and was on twitter regarding that And uh, it it looks like, like I said, he, he publicly said that gamers, Xbox gamers, are going to be incredibly surprised by how many licensed IPs Bethesda is working on. And one of which is supposed to be a Marvel IP, which has me giddy because I've been banging the Marvel drum for years um uh, sorry for my driving this this car oh, how
1: this, did you do that
0: dude it was it's <laughs> it was really big. It was very hard to drive terrible just terrible and my skills are not that terrible but th- this car is for sure uh sir x-men dropped an outstanding two dollars super chat and says boom glad you like the tennis video for game pass yeah I- i'm gonna play that i i like tennis uh and i would not mind i mean it's day and day for game pass yes please um and Jacob Novak just uh, repeat, uh, actually drops an additional $2 super chat and says, and a rumored Marvel PvPve game. And I say once again, yes, please. Uh, but listen, we got to talk about numbers because it's one of the metrics that were used last gen to basically start and stop any conversation you had when it came to Xbox versus Sony. They're, listen, I'm not going to sit here and suggest for a second, Asa, that Microsoft did not get curb stomped last gen because they did. Uh, now, listen, two to one, may, you know, may, maybe that's not so terrible, uh, but it's probably closer to almost three to one after it's all said and done. Uh, and Microsoft, you know, unfortunately, they shot themselves in the foot in 2013, and it took a long time for Phil to turn this massive ship around. And towards the end, you know, Xbox has become a brand uh, of what they did closing out last gen to start this gen, why it's so popular. We're going to get into those those particular numbers. And uh, we have a lot of people that were reporting on this. Um, and one of the things I want to talk about, and, and, and you know, I, I know that I'm probably going to get some pushback from people that are more pro Sony than they are Xbox. But like we were talking about it in the green room, Asa, I think there's a seismic shift happening here. And the, the 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 term market leader, I don't think that's going to go to Sony this gen. As a matter of fact, and again, tune in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we're going to be giving Sony the business. Uh, folks, they continue to step on their own you-know-what. Uh, every time they uh, get an opportunity to... You know, Microsoft isn't talking. Microsoft is quiet. Microsoft is like literally walking on eggshells right now because of the Activision Blizzard deal. They don't want to really make any waves. They kind of want this thing to get done and they haven't been talking. We got some news today, which is what we're going to be talking about. But every chance Sony gets, they shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, Obviously, we saw the report from Kotaku regarding them forcing developers uh, who produce games that cost more than $39 for two-hour demos with no money on the back end of, the, uh, of adding these demos. Uh, that's the, again, that's the report from Kotaku. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, now we heard um, something that was, I think, to be unbelievably gross, which we're going to get into more tomorrow morning, is how if you're an Xbox fan, uh, you can stack uh, your Game Pass uh, subscriptions up to three years into your heart's content. Well, not so much with Sony. They are blocking anyone stacking. Basically, if you have three years worth, well, you're going to have to, you know, you can't stack them. It's one year and and and, uh, and, and too bad for you, which I think is gross. Um, I don't understand how Sony is, is trying to be known as for the players. It's more like for the payers. And anyone that defends this rhetoric of what Sony has been up to, you need to get your head examined for sure. But... Let's, re- let's rewind this. Let's get this back on track. I
1: love your rewind button. Go on then. Yeah, yeah, go there on, you then. go. Hit that yes. rewind <laughs> button.
0: Yeah, I, I hit it so many times. <laughs> you, you're going to be very mad at me by the end of the show for sure. <laughs> but let, let, let's talk about uh, how Xbox and Microsoft's outstanding uh, quarter, uh, quarter three for 2022 looks like. And here is here are some of the numbers. Uh, And this one comes to us first from Benji Sales, who is a good friend of this program, good friend of the community. Uh, Gaming revenue grew 6%. Content and services grew 4% compared to a strong prior year, thanks to Xbox Game Pass growth and first-party titles. Xbox hardware revenue is huge, Asa. It's up 14% driven by the continued demand of Xbox Series X. Now we have Matt Piscatella, good friend of the community, reporting that Xbox unit and dollar sales in March 2022 set a new all-time March high for the platform, and they're beating their previous bests set in March of 2011 and uh, and March of 2014, where they in 2011 they had the highest units sold, and in 2014, 2014 in March were dollars made based on the console. This particular report is they beat both of those, and and that's huge um, for Xbox. Um, And uh, let's talk about the uh, big gains in cloud computers and specifically Xbox. Revenue, uh, ladies and gentlemen, was up $49.4 and with a B. And increased 18%. Net income was 16.7 billion and increased 8% according to the GAAP. It's up 13% non-GAAP. Revenue and productivity and business process was $15.8 billion with a B revenue in intelligent cloud was 19.1 billion and increased 26% and revenue in more personal computing was 15 uh, was 14.5 billion and increased 11% and that comes to us from a good friend of this program Brad Sams now Asa I got you know listen it's great that Microsoft as a company is doing great in in computers and of course in cloud and, you know, and everything else. But we're here to talk about Xbox. And one of the things that um, there were concerns on whether or not, not, not only could Microsoft be competitive this gen, which they're proving time and time again that they are um, with, the, with the, t- the two pieces of hardware. But both of the hardware that is not currently available readily for the PlayStation fan base that is still having problems getting it to market um, You could logistically go and find the Series S anywhere, Asa. But more so, I'm starting to see places actually have Xbox Series X. Now, that was a report that they, quote-unquote, paid more for chip priority. And whether that's true or not, well, you know, my pop used to say, Craig, you know, you have to spend money to make money, son. So they're spending money, and they are making money. Perfect example with all of the, the gains across the board. How impressed are you with what Microsoft is doing as a whole, but more importantly, what Xbox continues to do in the marketplace?
1: I, I'm going to just quickly ask you a question before that. Sure. E- excluding right now, what was your favorite period of Xbox?
0: I, I would have to say that it was the Xbox 360 by, by leaps and bounds. And and I say that to say um, one of the things that immediately jumps off the page for me is the third-party exclusive games like the Mass Effects that they wind up being able to, to get and how they just dominated with content. I mean, they, they're actually, my favorite time in Xbox 360 uh, history, uh, Asa, if you want me to really uh, go deep into this, is the Summer of Arcade. Like, that period, uh, I think it was a seven-year block, was my absolute favorite. I was devastated when they took that away. Uh, I, I really wish they would bring that back because some of the best games, the indie games I've ever played, came out of that era.
1: Nice. That's that's awesome. That's kind of what I expected. For me, it was, um, it was definitely the first two or three years of the 360 yep. when they had... Like you say, they were third party, but the industry was a bit different back then. But you had mm-hmm. the likes of Mass Effect and Bioshock and Gears from all of their partners that were unbelievably well received one after the other, after the other until two human came about and kind of bucked the trend. But um, <laughs> I remember that well, but I do, it was, it I was do. a good time. Right? I, actually yeah, as an fan. I
0: actually quite enjoyed two human. I know I may be one of the few people, but
1: two human had everything going for it. Like the concept was fantastic, but yeah, we won't, we won't do two human deep dive. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's not too many people that want to hear that right now. So, um, but yeah, that was all positive. Right. And everything that they were doing, the media loved and right now, you can say that they've, they've recaptured that. The media is on their side. Do you remember, I can't remember if it was a week or two weeks ago, there was a story about this advertising program that they're building. And the story that ran through media outlets everywhere was that they're building this thing to put adverts in free-to-play games. Do you remember that?
0: Yes. Yep.
1: See, I'm not saying this to be critical of it, but what's really interesting is the article that all of that was based on, the Business Insider article, it was like hidden behind a paywall. But the article didn't mention free-to-play games anywhere.
0: No, it at did all. not. It, it made you believe that when you're that you're playing the next Halo DLC, you're going to get a Taco Bell commercial, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the thing that's interesting about that is that's not how the media ran with it. The media inserted this free-to-play thing, and it's almost like mitigating any potential negatives. And if you imagine how things were at the start of the Xbox One era, if this same story had broken at the start of the Xbox One era, when having a connect meant that Microsoft were spying on you and all the rest of it. Yeah. It would have been, su- it would have blown up in such a different way. Yeah, now 100%. through through good work from Microsoft, through initiatives like Game Pass that everybody is on board with and loving at the moment, through building all these studios, putting up games, their their hardware strategy. I'm sure we'll come back to it in a minute because obviously there's there's some things to talk about on the Series X and the Series S, but. It just built such positive sentiment and the community is celebrating all the time. The Xbox community is a happy community all of the time. like They just are. You can feel it in all of the podcasts that we go around and it's paying off and it's hard to see them faltering from this point forwards because everybody is on their side. They're making the correct decisions. Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, they all seem genuinely nice people as well, which is, is, shouldn't matter too much in, in business, but it, makes it hard to see them tripping up right
0: (laughs) one of the things that i love about xbox is how front facing they are with the community like i've had conversations on twitter with sarah bond i mean like really like i I honestly can't believe that you know i i've 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 been able to dm jason ronald on an issue that i had and he responded um i i you know i i i had larry herb on the show in 2019 that Microsoft reached out to me. No, you don't see that in the Sony camp. You haven't seen that kind of community interaction uh, since they basically took put, take took Shu and put him somewhere where we don't ever hear from him. And the likes of Jack uh, Jack Trenton and 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 the early uh, you know the early crew are no longer a part of uh, of Sony. And it's one of the things that I love about the company that they are on social media talking to us. It's very important to
1: do yeah it is it is um and then uh, like i mentioned the hardware then the series there so i think part of the goodwill and things that microsoft have done some of the good things that they've done you could consider gambles even the obvious ones that we see paying off game pass yeah was a massive gamble and they're learning about that as they go along that they're, they're they're finding that people are spending more but they wouldn't have known that going into it and they would have had some difficult boardroom discussions to convince themselves that this was the right way forwards game pass was a gamble xbox series s was not a gamble don't like it's a safe bet it's a fantastic bet and it's paying off big time for them with hardware numbers the availability of it combined with all of their services and things and the way that they've i actually really like that console that um that they focused on exactly the right areas to, to deliver a cheap console without holding back anybody yeah um so that's not a gamble that's smart um yeah and then i mean you mentioned a seismic shift in who's the industry leader i think um I, phil spencer said this so i'm not like claiming it as my own but i think he's absolutely right that there is room for lots of people to thrive and survive sony's big problem with xbox at the moment is i don't i don't think phil is Harboring any malicious intent towards Sony, I don't think he's trying to crush them or anything along those lines. I think there's room for Sony to grow and thrive, but Sony's current model is is a traditional console model, and they need people to be playing third-party games on that system. The big risk to them is that they end up collateral damage if people move their third-party habits over to Xbox on account of all the services and things. Sony are going to sell consoles and they're going to sell their exclusives, but if everyone's friends are playing the third parties on the Xbox. They are going to need to adjust.
0: Well, listen. I, I've said this before, and again, this is this is not taking a shot of at PlayStation, right? I, I have a PS Five. I have F- everything. I have a second controller. I got the headphones. I got the charger. I got uh, twenty games. So I, I, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it for for Sony. But you said something really interesting. You said, "What if the third parties move over to Xbox? What 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 if that becomes a thing? Because we saw that ASA." Uh, in the 360 era, third-party dominance was Xbox. And then they kind of shot themselves in the foot with TV, 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 TV. This is how you share games, DMR, uh, DRM. You know, it, 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 just, it, it just was one stumble after another, which is what we're seeing Sony do right now. Uh, Sony is about to launch in June their so-called Game Pass killer, known as PlayStation Plus. And we know that premium is $18, which is $3 more. A month which is you know ridiculous uh we just got some uh some news yesterday about them forcing uh devs to make demos uh that they're not going to be uh getting any money for again that that's reported at katakum we're going to talk about that tomorrow morning um and they just they they continue to stumble um and when you look at what microsoft is doing in in the big picture um they're in trouble I, i i will i will come out and say sony knows they're in trouble Um, And I I say for one game, Call of Duty. Call of Duty is locked up behind the contract that Microsoft is going to honor next year and the following year, 2023, 2024. 2023, there's no Call of Duty. We know that for a fact that they've already said, hey, we're taking a year off and we're going to give our devs a, a chance to breathe. They've been in the salt mines of Call of Duty, all of them. And they got to they got they got to get them themselves together, which I would imagine there's going to be some restructuring, and you're going to see people like Toys for Bob actually do games that they're good at, right? Not Call of Duty. Um, and in 2024, it's the last year that Sony will be able to market that game, and that's fine. And I think what we're seeing is Microsoft is 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 playing the long game here. Uh, and I said this before. Um, just imagine for a second, Asa. That not this year, the next year, or even in 2024, when a Series S is 200 bucks. And on that box art is play Call of Duty first here, right? Uh, You get all map packs, everything else for free. You know, you get all of this in Xbox Game Pass. Oh, and by the way, we have a perk system. You can get, you know, your different color guns. You can get your different equipment that you can, you know, your scopes and stuff. I think when that happens and Call of Duty, even if it stays multiplayer, I know this is a big fight, this big tug of war, make it exclusive, F Sony. They don't want to F Sony. They want Sony's money. They're going to take 70% of that. Sony's going to get their 30, sure. But just, you know, Call of Duty is going to sell to Sony players. But I'm telling you this right now, Asa. When Call of Duty is an Xbox Game Pass, it is th- th- those players that you were just talking about that you know Sony might be worried will move over to where Xbox is, are going to move over to where Xbox is, and Sony's in trouble. Uh, Sony's in trouble in a lot of ways. Their game pass killer is garbage, it's launching and it's a hot pile of garbage. It offers nothing to a 40 year gamer like myself. I find it so uh, unappealing. I wouldn't take it for $5 a month their maximum package. I could care less about demos. I can care less about playing games that are not going to have any upgrades in visuals or frame rate. They're literally going to be I'm playing Twisted Metal 1, Tw- Twisted Metal 1 from 100 years ago. Do I care? No, actually I don't. Um so I th- I think that when you look at overall, the sleeping giant known as Microsoft has now been awakened and that loss that devastating curb stomp loss they took during the Xbox One era, well, now we're seeing it come to fruition, and that 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 same turnaround where you saw uh, Microsoft go from first to worst is happening. It's happening right now in front of us, and if if E three is anything that we are already expecting, like we talked about in topic one, Sony is in massive trouble only because. We have no idea what happens after God of War. Outside of Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine, we know nothing. But we know a lot of what Microsoft is, is, is putting down. Um, before I get your response to that, I know I, I, I went crazy on that rant. Uh, <laughs> Eternal think, exactly. Shaddai is a new channel member, brother. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. It's, these, it's the channel members and, of course, the Super Chats that come in that allow us to do all the giveaways and we have – three more big ones and it's going to run us uh, between the next three, about two grand. Uh, the the one in uh, in December is going to be about a thousand dollars and we're going to try and do 500 per next big ones uh, in July and September. So yeah, so that that's we, we pay. We, we, we actually, you know, fund the giveaways through the super chats and a channel membership. So if you want to help support that, become a channel member and of course drop a super chat every now and again. But Asa, I said a lot. There's a lot to get into what I said. Please, by all means, try and break it down. And I hope I didn't lose you on my ridiculous rant.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember. That's the beginning of it. Right. Right. So you mentioned um, the contrast or the similarities between um, Sony this generation and Xbox last generation. You said that Sony are stumbling through everything and shooting themselves in the foot as they go. There's one really key difference between Xbox One and what, what PlayStation are doing right now. And that's that. When Xbox were stumbling last generation, it was because they were trying to force change.
0: Yep.
1: Sony's is kind of the opposite; they're trying to resist change.
0: Yes. So That's a great the things point,
1: that dude. yeah, but the things that Sony are doing that that are perceived as mistakes, if if Xbox weren't around doing what they're doing, actually Sony would look fine. And this this is true of lots of things, like um. Things that we're, we're used to now, because Microsoft have pushed them on us, smart delivery, for example, back compat, all of those kinds of things. It wasn't actually a huge number of people, especially smart delivery. Nobody was asking for smart delivery. Nobody even considered smart delivery as an Xbox fan. Do you remember that it.
0: people laughed at them when they did that? Mm. People laughed at that. I sure that. do.
1: Yeah. And, but the thing with that, though, is not having smart delivery, if Microsoft hadn't done it, it's what people were used to. Yeah. Even on Xbox consoles, like if you bought Forza Horizon Two on the Xbox 360, you had to buy it again to play on the Xbox One. That was normal. Nobody complained. It was fine. And Microsoft have done that. I'm not going to say out of the goodness of their heart because obviously that's not how corporations work. But they've done it for us without us even asking for it. And yeah. Sony looked bad by comparison. It's not because Sony. Exception being the seventy-pound game seventy-dollar games. That's that's entirely on them. They've gone and done that to themselves. But most things that they're doing, they're carrying on with what has worked for them in the past. And they're just being made to look bad by things that Microsoft are improving over time. So that's a difference there. I don't think Sony is all doom and gloom. Um, there are there are other audiences as well. So you look at Nintendo and Nintendo are very resilient to everything that Microsoft are doing. And Sony can get there. And I think... Um, a lot of people expect them to go toe-to-toe with Microsoft while simultaneously acknowledging that maybe they can't go toe-to-toe with Microsoft, right, that they're not necessarily equipped to do what Microsoft are doing. Um, my kids play, I've got them, um, they're on Xbox, and they've got Game Pass, and trying to get them to play a game from Game Pass is like trying to force them to eat their vegetables. <laughs> they will not do it. I'm like, you've got, you both got access to this library of over 400 games and you're telling me that you're bored. And asking for Fortnite skins, please. When if I was if I was like you, if I had access to these games at your yeah. age, oh my goodness! Oh, ah, yeah. like I'm sure it would just be like, ah, oh, I don't know. I can't even imagine that much joy. But they just don't touch it. There is a massive industry for games like Roblox and Fortnite and things like that. So, yeah. so there's opportunity for Sony to go in other directions and still be okay. Is all I'm saying there. um I don't think they can go toe to toe with Microsoft on the Game Pass and services front. So, no.
0: yeah, I mean, one of the things that I think they're going to be forced to do, and again, I I don't know if this is going to happen. I think it would be it would be a positive step is to get their games to release day and date uh, in PC, meaning not not for free, not not a Game Pass thing. Allow the PC audience to purchase your games. And again, you you said something really interesting is they're fighting change. And I have had a talk with many people on my podcast, and we talk on the phone all the time, and a lot of people believe that Jim Ryan, dancing Jim Ryan, right, uh, is not really to blame for a lot of the stumbling blocks that they are that we're currently seeing. Uh, some people believe that he is literally fighting or ice skating uphill, if you will, Against old school Japan Sony that does not want to move into the future. They want to release big budgeted games. They want them to be, you know, these these million sellers, and they want to charge and and they don't want to give back. And I mean, again, I I can't I can't say that I a thousand percent agree with that. I think Jim Ryan is, uh, a, you know, holds a relatively very high position, and I think that he's I mean he's a proven winner when it comes to business all you have to do is look what he did in europe in in the uk and in the eu during the the the, the xbox one and playstation 4 generation it was six to one in that in that region six to one even some places eight to one so he knows a thing or three jim ryan is not a boob he knows how to make money but it, it 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 it's you know I bring up the, I bring it up and I pose that question to you could could potentially and again this is speculation town folks could that be what they're really fighting?
1: That's um, it's difficult to put names to it. I have heard a lot of conversations that there are kind of boardroom arguments about which direction they should be pushing. There, I don't actually know which side of it Jim Ryan is arguing for he mm, has got a difficult job to do it's a difficult industry to navigate because change is happening right now and you mentioned they're sony putting their own games day and date on pc never mind subscription services both conversations that that everybody is speculating on for me the pc one in particular it will happen when they've lost that third party market we were talking about earlier the two things are very much connected so at the moment and this is an Xbox show, I don't want to talk too much PlayStation, but PlayStation is very much the traditional console model where they are making these exclusives specifically because they want you in their ecosystem playing those third-party games. Yep. They serve more, more of a purpose than just being good games. Um if they lose that third-party audience anyway, there's no reason not to sell those games day and date on PC. So the two things very much connected for me.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, listen, I I listen, if they would have said we're charging you 20 bucks per month or, an you know, X amount of dollars per year to get Sony games day and date. I, I know that it would be, it would be $5 more and I'm not suggesting that it, it, that it should be, uh, because I, I'm not, I don't like, I didn't buy Gran Turismo. I, I, I'm glad I didn't. That wound up being just a complete disaster. And of course the microtransactions thing was just a, a PR nightmare for them, which continues. Um, I would have at least attempted to play the game if I was paying for the monthly subscription like I'm doing uh, for uh, for you know for Xbox Game Pass. Can they do it? I mean, it's it's you know you you really could come at this from two sides of the coin. A lot of people think that they can't. I I, I unbelievably disagree, and and I say that because you know everyone talks about sony's bangers and they should by all rights they should They're, they are a conversation their games are phenomenal the polish that goes into these games folks you you may hate me for this it's literally second to none their games normally come out unbelievably pristine which is what disappointed me so much about horizon forbidden west it's a still even a buggy mess to this day it's ridiculous how many bugs that game launched with and that's and that's very disappointing because that's that's unlike Sony. Um. But if you, if you look at the numbers, they only have four games that made over $20 million in, in, in sales. Only four. Out of all of the bangers that they have, only four of them. Now, I have a strong suspicion, and again, this is my personal belief, that if they had a yearly uh, paid uh, Game Pass-esque kind of service or a monthly service, they would get people to come over and spend the money because they would i mean listen i, I mean i know i see a lot of people support the devs support the devs pay 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 the 7643 here in new york for a game uh no because you can get four months of a game pass for that That uh, over four months almost five months for that matter um i think that they could move uh the the casual audience who has grown to know what services are thanks to Netflix and Hulu and Paramount Plus and and Disney Plus you know the the, the 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 normie as i like to call them right the casual person they know about services and if they were a sony fan and they only bought two or three games per year which is what the what 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 the casual gamer is normally uh, buying they would subscribe to a $15 or $20 a month because they can play their the latest sony banger and then whatever else Sony put in there. I, I again, I, I'm I still think it's a missed opportunity for Sony, uh, and and not. And I'll say this: I'll even take it even further. Not doing uh, uh, PC and console day and day at the same time for their biggest games is just it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
1: Did you remember earlier you mentioned um, the Microsoft Cart game being a missed opportunity? And I said it's not missed; it's open. They can still do it. Yeah, not a missed opportunity. Like, there's nothing to stop them. They can turn on a dime on that if they weigh it up and decide it's the way forwards.
0: I mean, listen, Jim. Jim. uh, Jim Ryan left from. He said, you know, the market right now says this, but we at some point could always change. So he he left the door cracked open that in a year from now, when this, because I I don't think this is gonna hit. What? What? I mean, what? 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 They're going to do is they're going to move people over to a tier and they're going to say, we have 60 million people in this new tier when it's 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 not new people, not new subscribers. I mean, you know, I mean, Xbox could do that easily by moving everyone that's just live gold. And, and this, there is a, a large subset of community that can simply just be like, okay, listen, live gold, no more. Um, it's Game Pass. It's $10 a month for console only. Same thing you're paying for, um you know w- w- with with you know gold right now right so i mean it, it, it that's that's going to be the trickery that goes on um now we are at the 60 minute mark which we usually do these shows for an hour uh i do have another topic in it loaded and ready to go if you have the time to be here i've you know.
1: got the time i'm having a good time let's carry it on
0: okay <laughs> so listen we 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 got to get into Activision Blizzard, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is a topic that will just not die. Um, And it's not going to die until the deal is done. And the deal is going to get done. But we got to bring up Jason Schreier. And I think you guys over at Games on Daily know him well because you've whooped his ass cowboy style (laughs) numerous times. And uh, live on the air, which has been some of the best work that Gaz has ever done. Uh, and and it's a, and again folks, they didn't really beat up jason Schreier. it's a it's a fictional look alike but man, he does look like him. it's crazy um but listen let, let, let let's get into uh uh what he had to say and um richard hogue uh, i think you I think you may know him he's a friend yeah. of this program. rich is a good dude. rich knows his stuff um well, it was posted. Uh, by Jason Schreier, that uh, Wall Street, right, here in New York, believes the Activision Blizzard deal is going to fail. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and they're saying that because right now uh, the Activision Blizzard stock is trading well below what Microsoft is paying, which I believe is uh it's eighty six dollars or closer to closer to ninety dollars per share is a cash is what they're going to do, um and uh, the story comes out of Bloomberg which of course I believe was let me see who let me see who wrote this Is if this is uh, uh Jason Schreier wrote wrote the article uh, it was posted this morning at nine a.m. Uh, it was also uh, uh, uh contributed uh, by uh, Brody Ford. Of of um of, of Bloomberg, and uh, basically um, they're reporting that shares of the gaming juggernaut are trading 25 percent lower uh, than Microsoft's 95 dollar order or, or offer. So I, I I I lowballed it, folks. They're actually paying 95 dollars per share, um, and uh, according to this report um there it's not according to jason schreier specifically who we know hates xbox uh he if you are an xbox fan he probably has you blocked he blocked me a couple years ago because i called him a pompous ass for one of his comments and i'm not too far from the truth i could get more graphic but this is a pg-13 show so i'm not going to really tell you how i feel about his shenanigans needless to say not on, not not on the top of the Christmas list. Let's just say that. But Richard Hoag, and again, we love Rich. The guy just is packed, packed with knowledge when it comes to this type of discussion. Uh, if you're not a fan or you're not subscribed to Richard Hoag, uh, you definitely should ha- get over to Hoag Law on youtube and subscribe i mean his his playlists are as long as my arm and uh he really does give us the information well he tweeted this ladies and gentlemen and pardon my french he says there is no indication that wall street believes the deal will fail activision microsoft activision is trending at 70 30 from the marketplace with with uh with W slash a year plus of time value of money discounts in in, inflama- in, in inflammatory uh, inflation. I'm sorry, environment also is incorporated into the conversation, and this is what he said: complete unmitigated bullshit. Again, pardon my French, and that's coming directly from Hoglaw's official Twitter account. Uh, again, we have seen multiple times ASA how uh he goes about doing his business he's a he's very slimy uh I, i that's all i'll say about him he's not a good dude i think he is probably the worst of the worst when you talk about uh degenerate uh journalists i i don't i understand he has broken some big stories but he's not a nice guy he's about selling his books and he could care less about the collateral damage that comes in the story that he drops he could care absolute less and that's disgusting Um, And we know that he has an absolute distaste for Microsoft. He's had an absolute distaste for this deal since it was announced publicly, and I'm sure privately. Um, Let's get to what uh, the, 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 I mean, right now, folks, the board is voting today on whether or not to accept this deal. It is likely that the deal is going to go through because of how much money Each of the stock prices they are getting from Microsoft as opposed to versus what the actual market value. They're trading well under that. I would dare say closer to $30 under that. So Microsoft is, you know, I I don't want to say taking a chance. They are fitting the bill. They want this deal to go through for multiple reasons. I talked about the three-headed Hydra. Uh, You know, you got the Call of Duty, uh, you know, um, aspect of it. You got King in mobile. And, of course, Blizzard in PC. uh, Three monster aspects of this deal forget forget all of the ip that's coming with it it's just ridiculous uh what are your thoughts on jason schreier reporting and again it's his opinion he's entitled to it he's wrong but he's entitled to it that wall street journal is is thinking that his deal is going to fail hearing what hogue had to say
1: so there's a couple of things there first is hogue is a mergers and acquisitions lawyer Correct. And an absolute absolute expert on this topic. He's a phenom so,
0: in his area, in his field of, of, of work.
1: He is, yeah. So I'm not. So anything that I say on that front is not going to carry as much weight as what he has done. So I defer to his knowledge on that. And if he's saying that this is, as you say, not an article to take seriously, then I won't. What I'm missing is um, the angle of the Bloomberg article. Right? I'm, I'm missing which is the cause and which is the effect. So they're saying that... It's trading low because they believe that it's not going to go through, or is he saying it's not going to go through because it's trading low?
0: Right, yeah, it, 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 there really isn't a direction, because I, I was when I was talking to a few of the guys from Prime Time, I'm like, wait a second, if you are a shareholder, you're on the board and it's, and it's trading on Wall Street right now for, let's just say, $68 a share, and Microsoft is willing to give you 95 for it, how is that a bad deal? As a matter of fact, I again, I don't have it in front of me. I'm, I'm running a live show, so I, can't, I, I don't want to leave, you know, w- what I'm doing. There's a subset of the community that uh, right here we have over – wow, we have almost 400 people here, which is amazing, that according – let me see who brought this up last um, – Xbox BG, and he's actually one of many. I'm sorry if I didn't shout you out. He says the Activision Blizzard shareholders have overwhelmingly voted to approve the deal with more than 98% of the votes being for the deal than against it, 98%. So, again, I don't know where he's getting the information. I'm simply reading it, folks. If that has happened, I don't see it in front of me because I'm running a live show. So uh, if you got the article, drop it into the – into the chat and uh, and I'll and I'll read it and of course give you a shout out. But that's what they're reporting, ASA.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's not a surprise as far as as far as we were aware, the stakeholders were already on board and they still are. That's that's to me personally. I think it will go through. The the only area of challenge. A lot of people talk about this whole monopoly point, and you look at the console space and it's just like there's no issue there. There, there, there is no, no issue with Sony. Yeah. The only the FTC issue, which makes the stakeholder thing fairly irrelevant if the ftc do decide to kick up a fuss um if they decide that cloud gaming and services is an important emerging market that's where i can see them getting a little bit sticky and i think it will be fine and go through i'm not an expert like i say but if there is an objection that's where it will be um because it is hard to see that space It's hard to see other companies being able to get into that space. It's already hard to see other companies being able to get in that space. And it getting harder is just the the kind of thing that they don't like. But I think um, worst case, they might ask for some concessions. Yes. Like like Call of Duty being multi-platform. But I don't think they're looking to block it. Obviously, not an expert, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. And again, only time is going to tell. Again, (laughs) one of the things that could almost immediately be removed from the conversation, ASA is monopoly that that is a word that was thrown around uh almost immediately when the deal was announced and uh embrace a group folks uh if you don't know who they are they, they're closing in on 80 studios that they own they own a huge amount of the marketplace um and obviously uh, they just came forward recently and said that they have no uh, uh, plans of slowing down, adding more additional studios to their growing lineup. That's that They, they said that publicly. Uh, this also comes on the same week, a few weeks ago, where Sony's Jim Ryan says that we are currently working with other developers to bring them into SIE PlayStation. So on top of the seven acquisitions, uh, five from last year, two from this year, one of which is $3.6 billion for Bungie, they are adding more. Uh, so when you when you start talking about if you're if you're banging this drum for Monopoly, I'm going to ask you, please stop because you're making yourself look like a boob. Don't don't do that, because that's that's not where this deal is going to get hung up. You're absolutely right. The uh, services and cloud situation uh, could could potentially be, uh, uh, you know, some rough waters. Uh, I personally don't think so, because if you look what Microsoft has done, they've spent billions of dollars over years building this infrastructure and and again i'm 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 not saying i i don't know what's going on with the deal I, I have 10,000 subs big deal no one cares right um so i i'm not sitting in the boardroom i have stock in microsoft sure but i'm not sitting in the boardroom making these decisions but i i think it's safe to assume that uh the 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 crosshairs that we know that many senators have for big tech companies Microsoft is not one of them. They are currently uh, very, very embedded into working with the government here. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, the FTC, I think a lot of this grandstanding that we're seeing from the politicians who don't know anything about gaming, are, it's an election year, folks. And I'm sure that after the grandstanding, there's some, they're having drinks. And again, my opinion, I could be a thousand percent wrong, but I think that this deal does go through. I don't think it's going to get held up at all. I think that Jason Schreier, you know, you know what I equate him to? ASA. He is a tabloid journalist. That's what he is. You know, he, he, you know, the, the same inquirer that you see standing on the on the, on the market line. That's what his, his 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 articles equate to. Again, that's my opinion. You can disagree. You can love me. You can hate me. Whatever. Uh, and I love the fact that he was called out uh specifically by Hulk who again is an acquisitions lawyer he understands these this particular situation much more and I, th- I and i think it's incredibly reckless of him to put that out there specifically for bloomberg i'm, I'm actually very surprised that they would allow that because they're they're, they're you know a pretty re- respected publication
1: <laughs> yeah they've got that Ty kim fella i think that's his name though um who they let talk so i wouldn't put it past them to to allow things like this the the thing with jason schreier that um that made me wonder I, I was never massively perturbed by his work or anything but when he leaked the starfield trailer immediately before the xbox show that that did seem spiteful and that was like hmm what is it why well, why why would you do that
0: yeah i mean do you again- remember last
1: year's e3 like like 10 minutes before the show he just showed their biggest trailer for some reason and It's like that's that's not that's not how it is don't do that <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, again, listen, I'm, I'm not going to get into explicits. I'm not going to start name-calling. We don't, we don't need to do that. Listen, your, your opinion of Jason Schreier may be the same of mine, maybe worse, um, but he is a tabloid writer. Uh, today's another example of, of, of his uh, shenanigans, if you will, and uh, I, I am glad that Hogue did put that this, put this post out there. I tried to get Hogue on tomorrow morning's Breakfast with Boom, but he is loaded with work. So unfortunately, we're going to try and get him the, the week after and maybe we'll have something to talk about regarding the merger that's currently being voted upon and based on what people are saying in the, in the um, a Casual K just uh, put out there moments ago, voted passed at 98%. Um, let's see. Let's see. Outbreak podcast uh, says, the Dover Gaming shareholders at Call of Duty and Overwatch 2 publisher Activision Blizzard voted overwhelmingly Thursday to approve the $69 billion sale to tech giant Microsoft. This is coming from Yahoo Finance. So there you go, folks, live on the air. Uh, It has been approved by the board, and that is one less hurdle than uh, Microsoft has to worry about. Uh, I had a strong suspicion that it was going to go through simply because of what it's trading on Wall Street, which is under $70, and Microsoft is paying $95. So, of course, that article from Bloomberg probably is going to get taken down because, well, it makes them look stupid, specifically the two people that wrote it. Um, And, uh, you know, again, so typical, so, so typical. Uh, But listen, folks, that's your show. We do these things. We're in and out, sixty minutes, seventy minutes. Uh, I bring a guest in each and every week. Uh, I got a couple of guests lined up that uh, I'm really interested to sit down and talk with. Next week's guest is going to be Mr. Badbit. That's right, the uh, the voice of the uh, of of the of one of the best PlayStation podcasts around. He's going to be sitting down with me for seventy minutes to talk Xbox because you know, hopefully by then we'll have some Halo. To talk about because I think is it am I am I wrong with that that the Halo season 2 launches next week Asa?
1: I think so yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure so by the time Thursday comes along I I've actually will probably have played with Joe and several people like Ka Asante and, and and many people in the community uh, on the new big team battle map which I cannot wait to play. Uh but Asa, we got to sell your brand, brother. We got to tell people about Game on Daily. Uh, what you guys do, both on the website and on the weekly uh, uh, you know, podcast that you do uh, with uh, Gaz, who's uh, an absolute fan favorite, you guys really do bring it. Uh, congratulations again on crossing 10,000 subscribers uh, this year. Uh, that's something that you did, something that I did, something that we've seen the Iron Lords do. Uh, it's it's in a massive accomplishment, and that's because of all the hard work that you're doing. And that comes in the same year that Xbox Era, friends of yours, have uh, did as well. So the little guy is now seeming to 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 get to some high marks, and you guys have crossed it. Please sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone about GameOnDaily.com, dot com, but more importantly, where people can check out the weekly shenanigans on your. Mm, podcast. I'm
1: terrible. I'm terrible at promoting our brand. I really should do. Um... <laughs> It's nice that you mentioned all those other people hitting those milestones as well, because Game On Daily was pretty much set up to help with that. Like that's why yes. we exist. So seeing others in the community, yourself included, thriving is is amazing, and I, I love that. I love every bit of that, and I love that you mentioned all of those people. Um, Game On Daily, for you, for those that don't know, obviously we we well, got the YouTube channel. You've mentioned the show. We have a show every Saturday, um, it's nine PM in the UK. So. 3 p.m eastern standard time and you can work it out from there uh please do come along and check it out it's a, it's a good place to to be um but we've also got the platform GameOnDaily.com, which is a news aggregation and social platform that we've been building for a long time we're still building we've got loads of features coming but it is gonna be phenomenal as soon as we get more people on there and talking and just take a look at it it's slick it's fancy to look at you get all the news there and it's got great things coming to it. That's it. Um, I'm also personally on Twitch and YouTube fairly frequently on the off days when Game On Daily aren't doing things. So if you want to check out my Twitch channel, that's um, asa underscore Game On Daily over there. And I'm on Twitter and all the other places.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I would imagine that, uh, like I said, uh, you know, your last week's show was was really amazing. You had it was you had one of the most robust open people on your show and David Jaffe, uh, obviously there was a lot of talk about what happened. Um, you know, people just being just straight up terrible. I, I listen, I, I don't agree with everything uh, uh, that he says uh, and and that's fine. You know, we, we, we'd all, we don't all have to agree. David Jaffe is a powerhouse person in the community. Uh, He's an ex developer for Sony uh, Creator, you know, a guy he helped create and make Kratos who he is with his God of war creations. Um, and, uh, even though I don't agree with a lot of his, uh, his takes, what was done to him was just gross. Uh, it was, it was just, it was, it was very sad to see people speak about another human being live on the air like that. I'm glad he gave him the business. And of course that is a big show for you guys having him on last week. So if you missed, uh, David Jaffe, uh, and, 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 and in raw fashion, of course, go check out last week's game on daily, uh, with him, Gaz, and of course Asa. Uh, they did an amazing job. And of course, get over there and subscribe to their channel. But ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's your show. We had almost four hundred people here. and I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us for over an hour. Of course, again, tomorrow morning, breakfast at uh, ten a m. Eastern Standard Time. We're gonna be talking about the board passing the uh, nine by, by you know passing the deal by ninety eight percent. We're going to be talking about some st- Sony stumblings that are making the rounds and uh, whatever other breaking news happens. Uh, but, folks, again, uh, if you are new to the channel, please consider subscribing. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the uh, uh, the bell um, um, alert so every time I go live, you get alerted to it. I do four live shows per uh, per week um 16 live shows per month and they're all produced by just me and and of course my wife does help on the back end with finding the stories and writing some things just just Um,
1: really quickly interrupt just if if anybody's not aware of how hard boom works obviously (laughs) you you. see the front end you see these shows but (laughs) the amount of information that he sent me prior to this the stats and the details the whole of the microsoft press briefing um or financials, I've got all of those. He just he puts in so much work behind the scenes, as well as the tip that you see live. So great work, Boone. Keep it up. I, I,
0: I appreciate the compliments. Yeah, a lot of people don't know what goes on. I'm a perfectionist, folks. Um, behind the scenes, I, I I do the I I do my due diligence. I mean, I I get it wrong. I've gotten it wrong live on the air before. It's it happens, but I try not to. Uh, and I do put a lot of work in, and thank you for, for recognizing that, Asa. Uh, definitely, I definitely super appreciate that. But listen, folks, if you're new to the channel, subscribe. Hit the like button, folks. Let's get these likes out there. Let's get this, this particular episode and Double Barrel Gaming into the positive algorithms known as the, uh, the Bermuda Triangle of YouTube, which we'll never all figure out, and you never know when you're going to win or lose with them. Um, and of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that is important to me, folks, hopefully one day be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me when we were kids. And he said, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live. <laughs>